when they were young The world seemed so much fun It's on this day with taxi coaches Another day, another on this day It's the 11th of May And we're going to go back to 1893 When Frenchman Henri de Grange established the first bicycle world record, traveling 35.325 kilometers or 21.95 miles in one hour. When you say the first bicycle world record, is that just because they didn't record anything up till now? They never did like the fastest mile yeah, or like anything. they had bikes up until then, so I guess like <laughs> there's there must have been loads of unofficial records, but yeah, no one had sort of officially tracked the record until Henri decided to do one. Like he was in a velodrome, and he wrote it down afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> the history goes to the writers, isn't it? Not to the victors, but to the person yeah, who wrote yeah. it down. <laughs> so de Grange was born in 1865 to a middle-class Parisian family. He'd worked in a law office, possibly as a lawyer, we're not sure. But according to legend, he was fired from the law office for either for cycling to work or for exposing the outline of his calves whilst doing so. So that's a fun way to get fired, isn't it? (laughs) Just the outline as well, not just exposing your calves. No, 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 they were fully clothed, just very tightly, apparently. So was he the first, like... uh... Middle class, middle aged, like full spandex man. Possibly, in, yeah, like, possibly. Midlife crisis. Yeah, yeah. He's got himself <laughs> a racing bike. Uh, yeah. And a helmet to cover his receding hairline. And away he goes. <laughs> <laughs> so, being fired from the law office, he turned to cycling as a profession. Um, he began. Well, with... you've been fired for it, you know, as well. Well, yeah, exactly. He got a bit of notoriety, I guess, as well. Yeah. Um, he began with, with racing. But he lacked the strong acceleration to succeed. So I guess his calves weren't that big. Maybe that was why he got fired. Like he had awful calves. Uh, <laughs> <Just ugly. laughs> oh, they're disgusting. They're so thin. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, he began endurance riding and set the hour record in the Buffalo Velodrome in Paris. Um, he also established record times for the fastest 50 kilometers, the fastest 100 kilometers, and the fastest 100 miles. Again, Oof. because no one had ever written anything down. So yeah. <laughs> he, just, he literally just rode 100 miles as quick as he could. Or probably not even as quick as he could. Just did it. Just rode 100 miles. Yeah, well, he um, had to get somewhere, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, somewhere 100 miles away, yeah. Uh, uh, he also became a tricycle champion in 1893, which I thought was nice. I, I can't <laughs> imagine... stabilizers back on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he'd, he'd graduated to bikes and then regressed back to tricycling. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? Like I, I now picture a tricycle as a kid's bike. Yes, yeah. But I guess in those days, it was a, a viable option to have a tricycle and become a world champion it, in it. Like, you, you can carry more stuff. You can like you can put like a big old basket on the back of a tricycle. Yeah, it's just more stable, isn't it? So you'd be better off yeah. like pulling trailers and stuff, maybe. If you, yeah, because I guess in those days you would need to as well. There was no cars, so yeah. You'd Going back it. to his other world records, I bet. I bet velodromes are rickety in those days. I bet they're oh, yeah. real scary places. Do you reckon? Like, do you reckon they still have the banked the banked sides in velodromes? Does it have to have a bank side to be a velodrome? Uh, 
or is it just a place? It, it, like velo means bike, doesn't it? In yeah. French. So, so is it just, just a drone where you have a bike? Does, yeah. does drone mean banked? Probably not. No, I don't think so. So it could you have super drones. Super drone? Yeah, I'm fa- fairly sure like um uh baseball teams or ice hockey teams play in like mega mega no, they're mega domes. Mega drones are oh, domes, yeah, they have domes, don't they? What's a yeah, so what is a drone? Don't know. Right in. French in. <laughs> <laughs> Any French <laughs> listeners? Right in. You speculate something new in every day. De Grange held 12 world records at one point and became well-known in the cycling media, editing and writing his magazine L'Auto. L'Auto. Um, he would also, in 1903, found the Tour de France. Oh, that's quite significant. Yeah, he's known as the father of the Tour. Um, although there is some evidence that he didn't think it was a good idea and actually sought to distance himself from the first year's one. Uh, <laughs> oh, what have I done? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, like one of his journalists who worked for him came to him with the idea and he was like, mm, I'm not sure, but we'll take it to like the, the financier of the, uh, the magazine. So he did, took it to him and sort of like offhandedly mentioned it over dinner. And the financier was like, yeah, yeah that's a great idea. Let's do it. And <laughs> they put it on and to this day it is still ridden um, and it's still one of the premier like probably do you think it's it's like Wimbledon isn't it for France it's massive for for French yeah yeah it's the premier cycling competition isn't it sure. uh, yeah in the world and it's probably one of the premier sporting events in France every year I would think but like the yeah. London Marathon yes like the French love their cycling yeah so yeah it is a massive event and de Grange is kind of known as yeah as the father of the tour um he's a very interesting character and we could probably do a lot longer episode on him because there's oh, yeah. a lot of interesting <laughs> stuff around him uh he was very outspoken and firm in his beliefs he wrote a number of books uh in his first book uh, titled la tête et les jambes which i think is the head and the legs is that right yeah jambes Jambes sounds like legs. Or is it ham? That's jambon. That's jambon. But I was yeah. thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Ham legs. <laughs> the head and the ham. Uh, in that book, he proclaimed that an ambitious rider has no more need of a woman than an unwashed pair of socks. So that's nice, isn't it? But we all need a pair of unwashed socks, though, because if if you've well, just been training and you know you've got training the other day, that like tomorrow. Mm. You may as well just put on the unwashed ones. The again. unwashed ones and just stink for training. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. so maybe that's oh, maybe that's what he was saying. It was like you've got to have a woman because you've got unwashed socks. And yep. who's gonna wash them? Maybe that's what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what he was saying. It was of the era. <laughs> um there's a number of interesting stories about his time as the uh like head of the tour. But I wrote one down because I thought it was absolutely superb. He got into a row with a provincial bike maker by the name of Emile Mercier. Uh, so the, the row originated when André Le Duc left Alcyon to join Mercier's team. So that was two teams that were competing in the tour, I guess. Yeah. Um, Mercier, oh no, sorry, uh, Edmond Gentil, who was the chief of Alcyon, asked de Grange to leave Le Duc out of the French Tour de France team. So I guess they had like a national team 
riding in it as well as yeah like, provincial teams or yeah. yeah um so he he asked de grange and de grange accepted and didn't didn't pick leduc who was like the leading cyclist in france at the time and mercier was very annoyed by this and he wrote number a number of complaints to uh all these names too many names <laughs> number of complaints to de grange <laughs> and it all, also engaged lawyers against him saying that he'd damaged the uh, leduc's career and mercier's team as well because it was a massive honor to have a rider in the french team yeah and de grange decided that mercier's name would never again be mentioned in lato his <laughs> his uh, yeah. magazine which was like the premier magazine covering cycling in france but mercier was like one of the big wheels like they couldn't not mention him he was like he was a sponsor a bike maker so to preserve the just journalistic integrity they had to mention him in the in the magazine and the compromise that they came to was they never spelt Mercier's name correctly. Nah. <laughs> they, they always, always mistyped it intentionally, which just annoyed him more. And he would send in letters saying, well, that's not my name. Read print corrections. And so they did. <laughs> and in the corrections, did it wrong again. Yeah. Ah, so, done it. <laughs> yeah. so they wrote, Monsieur Gersier has let us know know that his name is actually Monsieur Mervier not right <laughs> and then they wrote Monsieur Mervier is actually written to ask us to say that in reality he is called Monsieur Sermier again not right <laughs> when Mercier wrote once more having again engaged lawyers uh, Lato printed that Monsieur Sermier insists that in fact he is known as Monsieur Merdier which in French means Mr. Shittier <laughs> just brilliant <laughs> So petty. What a way to get back at someone. <laughs> De Grange, what a character he was. Absolutely superb. <laughs> uh, I just love that story. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. So yes, 12 times world champion or world record holder, father of the tour and absolute bastard. That is <laughs> Henri De Grange. So you learn something new in isolation every day, don't you? <laughs> when they were young the world seems so much fun It's only stay with backseat coaches